Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. I want to make sure that I tell you guys usually what I like to do each and every single day here, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6. I like to inspire people and have really great topics and have a lot of fun. It's kind of what we do here. You know, we go back and forth. We have a boatload of fun. I tell you to hit the like button. Xander and I go back and forth. But I posted something on my Twitter page, at Dan Silio Show. I've been covering race, religion, and politics for 30 years. This is nothing new to me. And sports. That's why people will take 5% of what I say and at times label me a racist because they only hear what they want to hear. That's the danger when you do a show like I do. This is what's led me to you. You ever wonder why I'm not doing afternoon drive on WIP or WFAN? It's because I'm on that line all the time. And I see topics, if they are race, religion, and politics, because that's what moves the needle. Take a look at what goes on with CNN. And by the way, with CNN, I would believe a fortune cookie before I would believe CNN in anything that they report. They go after Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan kind of does what I do. We have conversations here. This is what I've always done. And by the way, Just so you guys know, I want you to know something here. I enjoy every single day with you guys. Thank you. It's been a real epiphany for me to be here with you. So I don't want to make it seem that, hey, I'm here. That's not what I meant. I like to inspire. This Brian Flores story... It's troubling in many ways. Xander and I had a spirited debate prior to going on because it's galvanizing. Is it racism? Is it NFL owners treating people like cattle? It's probably all of the above. This Brian Flores story, I want to I first start it out by saying this. The league has got some answering to do. They do. Remember what I've been telling you the last couple of weeks here? Racism. On the back of the helmets and racism. <laughs> okay. You see, the NFL is good at external, not internal. Once you understand that, you will understand the NFL. They're external on perception, but not internal 
with reflection on how you're perceived. They only care how you look at them. They know how they operate inside the halls of Park Avenue. So Brian Flores goes on the CBS Morning Show, and I heard him. And by the way, just so you know, I was listening to Colin Coward, and he had Josh McDaniel on. You know what Josh McDaniel said, who worked 18 years with Brian Flores in New England? You know what he said about him? The most stand-up guy he's been around. We won a lot of ball games because of Brian Flores. He's a quality man. And when he has conviction on something, he stands for it. These are people that have a perception of Brian Flores that worked with him side by side. Guys that are coaches, guys that are assistants, guys that have played for him. I talked to a boatload of people that have been around Brian Flores. You know what they say? Character. So he files a lawsuit against the league. Within two hours, the National Football League calls him a liar. There's no merit. Zero. Peter King even tweeted out. Well, how would you know you don't even have the lawsuit in your hand? By the way, the league may have a place and a place to stand on. They may prove some of these accusations that Flores threw out there to be wrong. But how would you know that? And why would you call somebody a liar who has an impeccable reputation before you even do your own internal investigation? I'll tell you what, somewhere in the world, John Gruden's laughing his ass off right now. John Gruden is laughing his ass off. He is laughing his ass off. No, Lawrence, it's not going to be a political day today. We're going to go over my NFL sleepers. We're going to have John Kincaid on at the bottom of the hour and talk Eagle football. And I'm not going to turn my show into something like Fox News or CNN or one of these shows where we're going to do two hours of political talk. That's not going to work for me, and I don't want it to be that way. Absolutely not, Shakur. That's not. I just want to make this statement to you. So Brian Flores is accusing the owner of the Miami Dolphins on fixing NFL games. Allegedly fixing NFL games. Don't you think the league, instead of calling Flores a liar, would want to find out whether or not that was true? Remember what they did to Tim Donaghy? They called Tim Donaghy. David Stern called Tim Donaghy a liar. Turned out that he was throwing games and fixing point shaving. If you're the NFL, this is the most troubling thing out of that whole mess with Flores. We all know the Rooney rule's full of shit. We all know that that rule is stupid. Well, let me interview a black guy so I can hire my guy. Come on, man. Okay, we know that You're telling me something we already know. And do the Giants have a right to hire Brian Dable? They sure do. And if they have to go down the system that the NFL has implemented with the Rooney Rule, they should abolish the Rooney Rule because it does insult black assistant coaches. It does. It's a stupid rule. But if you got an owner who allegedly is fixing games, 
so he can get better draft choices. I would think Roger Goodell and Pash and all those guys at Park Avenue would at least want to do their due diligence. Fixing NFL games so that you can get draft choices. That's an accusation and a lawsuit I would hope the NFL would want to address. I mean, look, is there a problem with minority coaching in the NFL? Come on. Why answer a question we know the answer to? One black coach, three minority coaches in the league. With a 70% African-American population in the league. Okay, come on. I'm not, I'm not going over something that's obvious. That's a dumb topic. And you're banging on things just to get your chest out there and sound like you're some woke dude. I'm not doing that. I, it, it's a conversation we know the answer to. So I'm not going there. But for the league to call Brian Flores a liar, my point is, is that I hope that they do at least an investigation like they did on John Gruden on whether or not Stephen Ross was fixing games and offering a coach a hundred grand if he would lose football games so they can get better draft choices. That's all I'm saying on that. Let's see how this thing rolls out here. There is no doubt the league got spanked today. Let's see what ends up coming out. My side, I get to it. I stand with Brian Flores, just so you know, because I know people who know him have played for him say he's an impeccable human being. I'm going to stand by my friends. All right. So the word going around the front offices of the Philadelphia Eagles is that Howie Roseman is not 100% on anything. What was it? Brandon Graham came out, was asked a question about Jalen Hurts. And he basically answered it and said this, hey, man, how he's not 100% on anything. You know, at first you're like, of course he's not 100% on Jalen Hurts. But then again, isn't that what a general manager should always be? You should always have at least 10% where you may have to make a change because you don't want to fall in love with somebody because you may have to cut them or you may have to move them. I'm not sure how to take that. But as we talked about yesterday, with one of the most important draft choices that you could possibly have with these three picks that you're going to go out and throw out there when it comes to your first-round draft choices. You've got a scenario here where this is the most important draft, as I've been saying, in Philadelphia Eagle history, or at least in the Super Bowl era. By the way, guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. And again, like I said, I'm not going to sit around here and talk politics with you. I know everybody on the planet. You know what happens? They get sick and tired of having politics put in their soup. You know, no one wants to eat that shit. I surely don't. I don't want to mix that into things that we have a passion about, which could divide us all here. Racism is ugly. Separatism is worse. Put a guy here because of race, skin, politics, religion, all that. That's not what we do here. We debate football. We debate draft choices. We debate winning and losing because there's, there's a scoreboard for us here. People move the scoreboards and life on us. That's not what we do here, brothers. Sisters that come aboard. 
Big Chris says politics is everywhere. I can't stand it. It's troubling, and it's killed the NBA, and I think it's killing Major League Baseball. Between the race conversation and the vaccinations, Americans are exhausted. They come to Dan Cilio, and they come to the National Football Show, and you guys come here because you know why? This is a place that we can all go into a stadium and root for one common cause, our favorite team, our favorite coach, our favorite moments in sports history. I say this to you guys all the time. You know what it is? How many, how many places in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, can you get Republicans, Democrats, Jews, Catholics, Gentiles to sit at Lincoln Financial? Nobody cares what your religion or politics is. And we root for one common cause. Nowhere. And I'm not going to pollute this place because I want my voice heard. I just want answers. Because I'm thinking about the 53 men that are in the Dolphins locker room. You got a shitty owner like that? He's a shitty owner anyway. It's been a shitty owner since he bought the team from Wayne Huizinga. He's treated that community like shit in South Florida. I know, I covered it. I did sports radio there. Howie is not sold on Jalen. What does that tell you? Does it concern you? When I heard Brandon Graham's comments or I read them, I was like this. I don't know how to take that. How do I take it? How do, how, how do I take that? Thank you, AJ. Thank you, Kit. Guys, and get this. Not looking for pats on the back. Just looking for answers and places where we can go and hide and get away from those people. Sanders said something to me. How can you call this racism or this, this, and this? I'm not calling anything anything. I'm calling it troubling. Deuce Staley. You think Deuce Staley was ever going to get the Philadelphia Eagle job? See, let me, let me, let me show you. Where these tentacles lead. Now what you'd start doing is, well, Deuce Staley never had an opportunity. How do you know that? How do you know Deuce this didn't interview well? How do you know that? How do you, how do you know Deuce didn't get a fair shake? But you see, what will happen is the media will take like one or two things and turn it into 3,000 things. They turned that anthill into Mount Everest. Before you know it, Deuce also had to be a result of racism in the Philadelphia Eagle organization. That's why he didn't get the Eagle job. I don't know that, and nor do you. Okay? Paul says Deuce got fucked over. I don't know that. I wasn't in the inner room. I wasn't in the room with the interview. Okay, I, I, I have no idea. For me to come out and make an assessment on that, I have no idea. I have no idea. So what am I going to do? Just go, yeah, you know, you're probably right because of Brian Flores. I think every individual situation should have its own merits. 
You think Jerry Jones is racist? I don't. I know Jerry. I know Al Davis wasn't. I know Ed DeBartolo wasn't racist. Okay? I know those guys. What's troubling is, is the hiring practices. Xander said something that was so smart right out of the gate. Giants have a right to hire who they want. It's the flawed system of having the rule in there. Well, I got to hire or I got to interview a black guy. When in reality, it had nothing to do with a black guy. They wanted Brian Dable. He's one of the best assistant coach candidates out there. Look what he did to Josh Allen. The Giants mentality actually wasn't racist. They were thinking that, hey, look what they did with that guy. Maybe he could do it with Daniel Jones. It's the process that fucked the Giants. But then when you add Brian talking about Stephen Ross and you put the whole lawsuit together and you have the text messages from Belichick, there's a narrative that's kind of trying to connect itself. Then what you have woke people in Philly going, Deuce Staley got fucked over. You don't know that. You don't know if Brian Flores' scenario had anything to do with the hiring of Nick Sirianni. Now, I, I ask you this. You really think Nick Sirianni at the beginning of this whole process had more qualifications than Deuce Staley? Absolutely not. Deuce played the game, coached in the game. I think he's in Detroit now, am I right? I think he's in Detroit. Guys, I'm just telling you. There's no doubt. I just want answers. I had somebody say something to me about Deuce Daly, and I'm like, well, I don't know that. I have no idea. Brian Flores, if he turns out to be right, will have done more for black head coaches than anybody in history if he turns out to be right. Because he'll shine the light on what Xander said at the beginning of our pregame show before we went on. They've got to do something with the process. You just can't do this. Well, look, I want to hire Nick Sirianni. But why do I have to embarrass a black head or assistant coach or former head coach? Just because. It shits on the integrity of the hiring process. Remember what I always tell you guys. I want the best guy, not a black guy, as my coach. All of us want the best people we have around us to succeed. Did the Giants get caught? Yes. But they got caught in the system. Guys, I'm not on any side. I'm on the right side. That's a famous saying from my wife. When it comes to stories like this and situations like this, I'm on the right side. And the right side has yet to show its face. This is going to, we'll find out. We found out, with, look what happened with John Gruden. That had nothing to do with racism when it came to Gruden's color. It had everything to do with how he spoke to people and maybe gave us a little insight in how he thought of people.
had racism obviously attached to it. Those emails were disgusting. Let's see how this plays out. All right. Don't forget, John Kincaid at the bottom of the hour. Guys, I appreciate everybody coming aboard here. Please hit that like button. Yell says, you think there's some racist dudes out there? <laughs> Again, come on, man. You're answering questions you know the answer to. Ross says, America definitely has a billionaire problem. Yeah, the guy who's up for potentially getting the Denver Broncos job, I think his name is Robert Smith. He's the 450th richest man in the world. You think he's in line to get that Denver Bronco job when it comes to owning the team? Give me a break. Lawrence says, you see how God works because I think this, his interview and resume included bringing into Sean Watson big sales. The Hugh Jackson comments were the Browns told him to tank in 16 and 17. I'm not buying that one. I'm, I'm not. I'm not buying that one. Okay? I'm not. Seals, do you think black coaches get put on a short leash? Do you want to know that the percentages, I heard Marcellus Wiley talking about this prior to going on the air. Do you know that African-American assistant coaches have a better chance of being rehired than white coaches in the NFL? That was from his mouth and from his show. Speak for yourself. Okay? That was from him. He said that. And those statistics, he said you have a better chance if you're a black coach and you're fired to get rehired in the NFL than a white coach. Marcellus Wiley quote. All, coach, all coaches are on short leashes, except the great ones. Really? You think Doug Peterson? Look at his resume. By the way, I disagree with people. You want to know where I'm going here? You really think Brian Flores was the most qualified guy out there when it came to potential coaches to hire? You got a guy who won a Super Bowl, a couple division titles, and Doug Peterson. I'm sorry, but I disagree. Brian Flores is not the most qualified coach that's out there for one of these job openings. He is not. The guy who was in Philadelphia is. His resume speaks to it. So when I heard that, I was like, that is absolutely, again, like our media, turning something into something that's not. Doug Peterson is more qualified than Brian Flores ever could think about being qualified. Doug's got an NFC championship and a Super Bowl attached to his name and a couple division titles. Sorry, Flores' resume does not go near that as a head coach. Not close. He is not the top candidate. Okay? And Doug's struggling right now to get a gig, too. All right, listen. I want to get off this topic because you know why? Like I told you at the top, I'm trying to inspire people. I've got a list that I was given from a friend of mine at the Senior Bowl, Senior Bowls this weekend, of the top sleeper players that the Eagles can go after. John Kincaid from the Fanatic in Philadelphia is going to join us as well. I want to hit on some of these names. Guys, please hit the like button. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. 
Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want or don't. Go for him, go for her, go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Guys, I think everyone needs to pump the brakes a little bit on this floor story and let it breathe a little bit. Okay? You're talking about throwing games. You're talking about hiring practices. I want answers. That's it. You know, nowadays in society, we're, we're so quick to want to be first instead of right. You know, when I got into this business 30 years ago, you would have to stand in front of your program director if you got anything wrong. And a guy who kind of started the same time I did, and he's one of my friends, and boy, I'll tell you something. I love John Kincaid. I always have. I love his work. He was a friend of mine. We had one of the best times in the world in Atlanta, and it was just wonderful. And to see that he's now the morning drive host on the Fanatic in Philadelphia. I know he did work prior to getting down to Atlanta, working around the Philadelphia Flyers. It's great to see you, John. Thank you so much for taking time. I know you live like a vampire because I did morning drive for like 30 years, and it's tough to be able to stay awake, but thank you for doing this, brother. Dan, Dan I got a problem with you before we start. Tell me. 
Why the hell did you not warn me when I took an after, when I took a morning drive job after doing afternoons my entire career? <laughs> you look like the a vampire. Where the hell was your guidance? Where were you looking out for me? Talk about wanting answers. I wanted answers then. You didn't pick up the phone. You didn't warn me. Dude. Seriously. You go to bed. You go to bed. At, I go to bed at 9. I used to go to bed at 9 o'clock like I was 10 years old. Like for 20 some odd years. Are you enjoying doing the mornings? Because you did afternoons forever. I Dan, what I got to tell you is I'm enjoying being in Philadelphia. Great. I'm enjoying being home. Even though I'm like right now I'm out on my cousin's back porch. We're getting ready to get down to the Sixers game. There's around five inches of snow on the ground that hasn't melted yet. It's uh, it's a nice sort of balmy 38 degrees this afternoon in Philly. It's a lot different than living in Atlanta. But to be home is a great joy. To wake up every day and to talk about the Eagles, talk about the Sixers, talk about my hometown teams, reunite with people that I haven't seen since high school and college that I've been gone because I was 25 years in Atlanta. So, and it never, the time was never right to come home. God bless it. It is a pleasure being home, but it's quite an adjustment. It really is. It's quite an adjustment. And doing mornings, you know, screw you, Cilio. You could have told me. I could have asked for an extra 25 grand or something. Seriously, between you, Tony Bruno, and everybody else, where the hell were you when I needed you? Wait till that second contract. Wait. That's all I say. Wait till the second contract. You tell Joe Bell, man. I want wake up money. <laughs> I know we have. I know we have. I know we have a friend in common in Joe Bell. He'd want me to say hello. Absolutely. I got to start out with the Eagles. You mentioned them. Are you a believer in Jalen Hurts? I'm a believer in Jalen Hurts, the person. I am not a believer that Jalen Hurts is a guy who can get me to be playing a game in ten days. So no, uh, I don't believe the arms there, Dan. And that's the thing is that everything that I love about Jalen Hurts, the intangibles, when you lead with the intangibles on somebody, to me, they're probably not ready to hold that job. And when someone talks about, when I, like when I hear somebody say, well, what about this guy for, the, for this job in this market or someone, do you know him? If I have to lead with, he's a really nice guy yeah. or something, the intangibles, oh, he's, he's really good with people. If I, is he really good on the freaking radio? Is he, does he have an arm? Does he, is he able to hit open receivers in space or in tight circles? I don't believe that uh, Jalen Hurts is that guy. I've seen 22 or 23 starts. I think I've seen enough to know that the arm is not there. And I don't believe that the arm in your mid-20s is what's going to improve. I think you've got that arm. you know. So, But everything else about Jalen Hurts I love. But I believe if the Eagles want to take it to the next level, they're going to have to go there with another quarterback. John, you know, and what changed my opinion, and you're dead on, if you have to say this, we can win with him, that means you don't have the right guy. And I'll tell you, what changed it for me was, don't tell me you have to have a Super Bowl roster around Jalen Hurts to win a Super Bowl because I'm watching a dude in 10 days and Joe Burrow take the shittiest offensive line to that game. I know he's got great skilled weapons, but that old line, he was sacked nine times by the Titans. So... When I watch the guys like uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr, it just makes me go, look, I, I say that about Dak Prescott now too. That guy's not going to lead that football team to a Super Bowl. You have to have one of those guys. Are you a big proponent or are you a fan of doing this? If everything comes out, and I say this about Deshaun Watson, John, he was on the active roster the entire year. He was right. paid. He was not suspended. Sure. 
These are not any. Where's the district attorney in Houston? If this guy's got 22 alleged sexual assaults, he would be a menace to society. If it's okay with the league, the Texans, do you push your chips in and say, if you're Howie Roseman, I'm going to push everything I can in to try to get to Sean Watson? Dan, what I can tell you is, is the Philadelphia Eagles brag often about being the organization that is very forward thinking. They're very, they're very modern. And they have six female executives, more than any team in the NFL. You tell me that you're going to be able to sell that story with Deshaun Watson. And look, I understand the whole thing of Deshaun Watson. There have been no criminal charges, anything like that. For many, many years, there were just uh, assertions made against a lot of guys. I, I consider his behavior to be at the very least something that I don't want to have to discuss and I don't want to have to answer for as an organization. So though he is extremely talented, uh, I don't know that unless every single thing was remediated that I would even be able to consider Deshaun Watson. But I believe the price is dropping because when you hear that the Giants come out and say, we're not interested in him, there's a desperate man in Carolina in Matt Rule who might want to push his chips in the center of the table because he was almost fired after year two. I don't believe that Nick Sirianni feels that desperation yet. And I do believe that the target of the Philadelphia Eagles has been and always will be what a man in Seattle and seeing if they can pry Russell Wilson away from the Seahawks. Let's do this then. Howie Roseman um, will have three number one draft choices, 11 total picks, not counting the compensation picks sure. that will come in here. They may trade Fletcher Cox to someone to get another big first rounder, absorb some of the money, kind of like they did with Carson Wentz. Are you a believer that he can build this football team? Because I say this to you, John, look at what Brady did. He calls it a career. Look at the NFC. Let's just say hypothetically Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver. It's wide open. You have Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott. You have a chance to build this football team, this Eagle team, into being something pretty special here with all these picks and $30 million under the cap. Do you trust Howie to get this team and keep it on the rails going in the right direction to be a Super Bowl contender? Well, I know that – well, a Super Bowl contender. I've seen Howie Roseman do that enough that I absolutely believe he can do that. There's no question in my mind he can have them into that. Is he going to want to make – like, I'm really anxious with the bold move. Um, is He's got three number one picks. Dan, I'm here to tell you, there is no way in my mind that he is going to use three number one picks this year. I think he's going to use two of them. I think he's going to flip one so he has two number one picks next year. So I think he's going to find a team that's thirsty for one of those picks and maybe use it to trade back, maybe pick up a second this year and a first next year from somebody uh, because he's always looking to gain that draft capital. He just isn't as good at, at certain positions drafting. If you tell me that the Eagles are going to find offensive linemen, I totally believe in Howie Roseman. I absolutely believe it. If you tell me he has to find a wide receiver, he found Devontae Smith, but that was with, again, that's one of the earliest picks in the draft. When you get into those teens and late teens and 20s, which is where the Eagles were drafting, he kept missing on the first rounders many times, and then he was hitting on third rounders and fourth rounders. I mean, it, it, it's interesting. I'm a believer in Howie in some ways. He is a master at the cap. He, 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 may be the be he may be the best guy in the NFL at managing a salary cap. So uh, he gets too disrespected in my hometown. I will tell you that. I'm not, a, I'm not a Howie detractor. But when it comes to wondering if he's going to be able to build a team through the draft, I have distinct questions. If what, uh, you know, he needs a little bit. My man Les Snead with the Rams. 
Ran, uh, Les was an intern with the Falcons when I started my radio show back in 2000. He was interning with the Falcons. And I watched him grow up through that organization. I'm so proud of Les and watching him what he's doing. But when he got that, when they were moving to L.A., Stan Kroenke literally, I'm sure, said, hey, we need star quality. We need you to, you know, we need to get people into the seats and we need to find ways to do it. They didn't do a great job at the other night, by the way. So they went all in on building the roster and supplementing it with known commodities. I wouldn't put that past Howie Roseman, uh, you know, trying to put together a team that's sort of more built of veterans and using some of that draft capital to go and do things like that. But uh, I can't wait for the draft. We're going to Vegas for it. We're bringing the show out there and we'll do the show at three in the morning from Las Vegas. And uh, we had a blast going out there this year with the, with the, when the Eagles played the Raiders. And at that point they were two and five, Dan, and they were in the crapper. They turned the season around, made the postseason. I can't wait to see what happens next year. And and, and this whole draft process, it's going to be the most interesting off season in Eagles history. And I think they have 47 million or something like that to play with. Absolutely. A couple last questions here for you, John. And that leads me to Sirianni, too, because like you said, a two and five. I mean, is he related to you, by the way? He has a vowel. What's that? No, I I tell people this. If you got a vowel in your name, I don't care if you're Sammy Sosa or Moses Malone. You're related to Big Sills because you have a vowel in your name. So we're all related. And of course, Frank Wright, who's my boy, set me up with him. And he goes, Sills, I'm coming on. I know I'm going to keep my pies on. Loved love affair with you here. So he's coming on here in a couple days as well here. But that leads me to him, John. I mean, here he is at two and five questioning, you know, not running the football. What I loved about him at the beginning of the year, he just went like this. All right, I'm going to listen to my guys. Fletcher Cox starts barking. I'm not understanding what they're asking us to do over here with Jonathan Gannon on this side of the ball. From the beginning of the year, who would have told me that you would have thought Nick Sirianni would have been a better coach than what Urban Meyer would have been in the hiring process? And look what happened to him. But by the end of the year, gets the team into the postseason and really changed the fortunes of the team around one of the better teams in the second half of the season. How do you see Nick? Dan, I'm going to give you the biggest compliment that I can give Nick Sirianni is the fact that when he comes in that building and nobody the hell knows his name around the city of Philadelphia, everybody go to Google, you know, when you found out he was one of the finalists, is for him to have gotten that many grown men, veterans, Super Bowl champions, to coalesce behind him, support him, understand him, and believe in him. Dan, I always put it this way. If the guys in the locker room are buying into the coach, who the hell am I? to be behind a microphone going, this guy's a buffoon, he's an idiot, because they know more than me. They watched him work. And one thing I think they saw is they saw a guy with great energy, great like bonding skills with his roster. And I think the sky's the limit for Nick Sirianni. Now, I do believe that the bar of expectation is higher in year two because of the fact that they made the playoffs in year one. So I think that's going to be a little bit of an issue for him because, you know, sometimes teams take a little step back in a building process and, you know, it's Philly. They don't like that. But Nick Sirianni won me over with not only his enthusiasm, but the fact is when I hear all the veterans sing his praises and carry the water for him and his message, Dan, that tells me all I need to know. You've been in those locker rooms. I haven't. You know, I, I go in as a visitor. You've been in them. You've, and when you know what a young guy with, with really not a ton of a reputation gets the veterans all behind him, like Zach Ertz and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. That's all I need to know. That That's good enough for me to believe in what's got going on. Absolutely. Okay, so you're heading down to Wells Fargo to see yeah. the Sixers. All right, let me throw this at you here in closing here. Ben Simmons, okay? 
I mean, obviously, that's been a storyline. There's been some sort of conversation going around. Daryl Morey, you both, both you and I know who he is. Did a great job at times in Houston. Now he's got to try to move this around. There were deals on the table with some teams. How do you think this thing plays out with the Sixers and Simmons? I think it plays out that he's traded in the offseason. I do not believe he's ever going to play a game for the Sixers again, even though the Sixers would welcome it. And the Sixers would welcome him back, Dan, anytime he wanted to come back and play because I feel that they think it would only help their investment. I believe the deal will go down in the offseason. If there's tampering going on between uh, James Harden and his old friend Daryl Morey, God bless it. I'm all <laughs> I now said, you're talking Italian to me. Yeah, see, Kincaid, you got an E on your name. Now you're right. talking like a good back room exactly. Italian here. Dan, Dan, my uncles founded the Italian American Club around three miles from where I'm standing. So none of my uncles and none of my uncles were Italian. So you might want to wonder what what goes on in the Italian American Club. <laughs> and none of them were and none of them were Italian. So I I always felt like the you know there there was a kinship with the Italians. But I'm going to tell you this is that I'm a believer. I'm a big believer. The Sixers could go into the top spot in the East tonight with a win without Ben Simmons. That is an indictment on the deficiencies in his game. And it's a really a big statement on what Joel Embiid's doing. He's the MVP. Don't talk about anybody else. He's the MVP. And he's the guy you would have liked to have suited up against. Uh, I I love the kid, man. I think that guy is just killing it right now. The kid in Memphis is killing it as well. But It's awesome. We saw him on on Monday. He plays – he plays with an Iverson-like enthusiasm. Enthusiasm that John Morant, he yeah. is worth the price of admission, man. He is, he is so good. But uh, I'm glad to see you doing your thing, man. It's good. To, it's good to get a chance to catch up with you. Tell Nick Sirianni he's got a. We've we've been asking for him to come on with us now. He's got a relationship with the other station. We're kind. We're generous. You, you know, John. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do for you. I may I, not ask you. God but one day for a favor, you know, it may come back. Oh, I know it'll come back. <laughs> Right hey, on. Dan. Hey, great John, have a great night tonight, brother. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, Ed. Anytime, buddy. You got it. That's my friend John Kincaid from the Sports Fanatic. Absolutely, man. Yeah, no question about it. All good. All right. Hit the like button. I've got a list of big sill sleepers. No, this is not Italian. Okay? I'm not putting anybody to sleep. It's sleepers in the draft. Okay? Something you'll never hear anywhere else. Big Sills did some homework for you. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears you know you like being right that's why you should enroll in an independence blue cross plan it's the health plan chosen by more people than any other with more doctors and hospitals more benefits that really rock 
more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy Dan Silio. Dan likes Jimmy G. I do. You know why? I like 36 and 16. That's why, Sydney. Matt Corral. Oh, my God. NZ Philly. There's been zero talk about rounds two and onwards. Of course, because you know why? No one does their homework. Wait, East Candom. I can't get Joy on every day. Guys, you guys are pathetic. By the way, Joy had a great time. She said she'll come on anytime we want, so. It's all good. By the way, please hit the like button. You guys are sensational. Hey, before I get into the mat. Oh, and for the record, if you guys thought you were going to get racist talk here today, you got the wrong show. I don't need to make a living out of making bullshit up. That's not what I do. I don't do layup topics like that. What do you think? NFL's racist or not? Racked. What do you think? On some sort of shitty Philly show? Well, it's racism. <laughs> really, duh. <laughs> do you think I need to do that bullshit kind of layup shows? It's pathetic. All those shows are pathetic right now, hammering on Brian Flores. And we're talking about things we already know. Ugh. Unbelievable. Oh, Joy was awesome. Thank you, Trevor. Hey, thank you. Tell me something I don't know, right? <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Jimmy G's a Paisan. Okay, Poppy, maybe, you know, there's something to that. Hey, by the way, am I partial to Paisans? Eh. Okay. Hertz is limited as a passer. Again. That's like talking and going like this. Hey, you know, I'm going to give a fish credit for swimming. Really? Thanks, Easy. <laughs> uh, Rico says big sports shows are censored. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, hey, bottom line, ESPN, NFL is racist. 
All right, let me get the hell out of that bullshit. So Brady retires yesterday, and the love affair was going on until this morning, and it'll probably go on all through the Super Bowl, right? My God, even I did it yesterday. Brady's the best to be in it. He's just, the NFL is not going to be the same. And I, oh my God. I mean, what am I, Tom Brady. Oh my God. What's the league going to look like without him? I'm getting broken up. Wow. 2020 won't be the same. Okay. So let's take this further here. With all the tear jerking that went on yesterday, if you're Aaron Rodgers, the most hated guy in the league, are you going like this? Yeah, I'm going to call it a career too. You think you're going to get that kind of love affair that Tom Brady got? <laughs> They're all going to be going good. Fuck you, dude. Hey, fuck you. You think I'm giving you? You think I'm giving you that love that I gave Tom Brady? Not happening, guy. You're a piece of shit as far as I'm concerned. Only Tom gets that, not you. Dude, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm like this. I'm coming back no matter what, man. Hey, I'm not doing this. Yeah, man. Man, Brady got all that love. You think I'm going to get that love? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Jason says I got a career in the WWE. Already had it, dude. Sorry, Jace. Already had it. Actually, WCW. Okay. <laughs> you know, just be, how come I'm not getting that love like Tom? Because you're a douche and everyone knows it. <laughs> well, wait. I thought everyone loved Aaron Rodgers. Do you, well, you're the only guy. Your old teammates hate your ass. Okay. <laughs> uh Thank you, Jace. Guys, hit the like button, please. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, how come I'm not getting love? You're Aaron Rodgers, man. You ain't calling it shit, man. And by the way, if you're Ben Roethlisberger, you may want to call Pittsburgh up and go like this. You know, I think I'm going to play one more year because I don't want to go into the Hall of Fame when Brady goes in. These two guys would be eligible to go in 2027. Everybody will be doing this. Here's Ben. Yeah, I'd like to thank everyone's like, I don't care. I'm waiting for the Brady speech. Get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> Get off the stage. I don't care. Okay. Birdman. Hey, John. Okay. John. Hey, so wait a minute. John brings the point up. Let's get over to that point that John Kincaid was just on. John says there's a lot of women in the Eagle organization. Well, you don't think there's a lot of dog lovers in the Eagle organization? You brought in a murder of animals. You brought in a guy who choked animals to death, drowned them, electrocuted them. You don't think there's more animal lovers in that building? How did you compromise that? I'm an animal lover. You That would have been a tough sell for me. You're going to electrocute dogs and drown them? Shoot them in the head? Train them to kill other dogs? I'm an animal lover, man. Hey, most people out there, man, they love their animals more than they like their people sometimes. How'd you get over on that one? So just because you got a bunch of chicks in the organization, 
You know what they're going to go to those ladies and say? Well, this guy will get you a $2.1 million bonus. Oh, well, I'll bring his ass in any day. I don't care. They're all gauged on winning, too. Okay? Look, when you're in a professional sports organization, this bitch is about winning games. It's not about love affairs. It's not about character. We had a story today on a lack of character. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You think the Brian Flores story is isolated to just the Broncos, the Giants, and the Dolphins when it comes to treating people like shit or hiring people with low character or firing people with high character? You think they're isolated to just those three teams? I mean, man, come on now. You can't be that naive. You can't be. So just because, John, well, there's women, I I don't care if you got people that are paraplegic in your organization. What's that got to do with anything? Other than the fact that you're an equal opportunity employer. Great. League needs more women in it. You don't think those women know how the league runs? Ask Amy Trask. We've had her on. Loses, I don't know, Dan. This is an era of participation trophy winners. Not gained to what compared to dogs and Watson's victims. There ain't no victims yet, Lou. Lou, again, that's fake news. What victims? You must, <laughs> hey, <clears throat> Lou, you must have more information than I do. I haven't seen a victim yet. Okay? Spot win it, baby. GW. Vic proved that Tony Junji can restore your character completely. Hey, I like Michael Vic today. I like today's version of Michael Vic. I do. I like him. I'll pay for my, watch his massages if he comes here. That'd be a good campaign. Hey, hey, Deshaun. Lifetime massages. <laughs> if you come to Philly. Evening, Dan. Fair play to Brian Flores. Ugh. I want to see that story play out. <laughs> that y'all wish. You had Derek Carr. Damn right, man. Derek Carr could throw that ball, man. You're always making... Too complicated comments for big sills. <laughs> hey, Birdman, I'm not a complicated guy. People that are complicated are usually bullshit artists. That's why I'm not a complicated human. I don't use fancy words. I don't whisper. People who whisper and stand in the dark, I'm always suspect of. I think you're shady. Okay? <laughs> I'm not a complicated guy. I don't want to be complicated. People, you're always like this. Well, what the hell did that word mean? Well, you could see me, can't you? Not really. <laughs> Except Elon. I think that's why he likes me, actually. I think that's why Elon Musk actually likes me. This guy DMs me. Great show the other day. I'm like, Elon, there's no fucking way you're watching my show. He goes, I saw Joy Taylor. I go, of course you did with the other meatheads. 
that came on my program. Even my aunt was going, these guys were just making all kinds. I mean, did you even hear what Joy said? She's a pretty good sports talker. Not, not, you guys were like, hey, man, that chick smoking. She, uh, you think I, wait a minute, here. You think I hired Joy Taylor because she's smoking? That's <laughs> not I did not. I did not. <laughs> Everyone's like, I see why you hired her. It's not true. My wife was actually um, producing my show. My wife's the best producer I've ever had in my life. Sorry, Xander. But in my life, for 20 years, she produced my show. She's put people like Henry Aaron on and Pete Rose and everybody. It was just crazy great. Parcells and Sims and Lawrence Taylor, man. She was just unbelievable. <laughs> Jay shouted, you out. All the Smoke podcast. Who's Jay? <laughs> oh, Joy did. Oh, yay, Joy. I can't read. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Xander just called me a dumbass. <laughs> so, I, you know, listen to this. So the last two, this is what Big Sills does here. I didn't give KK a heads up that you were going to be a vampire for the next how many years you're doing morning drive in Philly. Dude, I did morning drive for 25 years. And I just got over how I used to go to sleep. I used to get up at 3.30 every day, 3 o'clock sometimes, get in there for 6 o'clock show, do all the prepping, be in bed by 9 o'clock <laughs> like I was 10 years old. No life, no nothing, didn't go anywhere. Holy shit, man. Morning drive was up, and, and it took me a long time to get over that. And I know some of you are out there going, no, Sills, you, you had 78 jobs. I had four jobs in 33 years. Mike Francesa, who's that? Oh, he's a paisan, but he's, a, he's kind of a jackass. My problem with all these women agreed to come on. Come on, man. Lou. Dude, there's no... There, there's no cases against him right now, criminally. Okay? Chris, I need a call-in segment. Bro, man, that's going to be our next adventure. It's how we can get everybody where we can take calls on our show, like back in the day. Because I'd like to hear some of your asses' voices. Big chills! Wait a minute. Here, here, who am I? Wait a minute. I could just see Chris. You must sound like Jody. <laughs> hey, Stimio, you're full of shit, you turd. Well, let me talk. No, oh, John, shut up. Uh. <laughs> Uh, we're all teammates here, man. It's all good. Hey, Rico. So I went to go, hey, Rico, real quick. Wait a minute here. Check this out. So I went to go play for Tom Landry and the Cowboys, right? Who's Jody? Classic. So check this out. Hey, so I went to go play for Tom Landry. My grandfather was the biggest fan. Here's Landry. Here's Coach Landry. Coach Landry had the hat on, walking around, stoic. 
by the way, one of the greatest dudes I ever, I ever knew and ever met. All of a sudden, he gets to the mic. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know, the Cowboys are really going to really. My grandfather goes, "Hold on for a second. That guy's got a voice like that. Big tough guy like that's got a squeaky voice like that. No way." <laughs> I said, "Gramp, he's really a great coach and a good dude. He he's got a squeaky voice like that. No respect for him." <laughs> I was like, "Dad, what are you talking about?" Oh, not on to me. All right. We are going to start the top of the show off in the second hour here with our famed sleeper hit list. I'm going to help Howie out here and how we could build the Eagle roster. And again, like NZ Philly said, nobody talks about second through seven. These are guys that you're going to be able to get in ladder rounds. I got them for you here. We'll do that. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Number two, National Football Show, your boy Big Sells. 
Joy's giving me shout outs. John's throwing some love. John Kincaid. That was a great first hour. We appreciate everybody. Guys, awesome first hour. Please do me a favor, hit the like button. You want to talk about getting back at somebody here real quick before we get into Big Sills is secret sleepers for the Eagles. Secret sleepers. So Jim Harbaugh is interviewing for a third time for the Vikings job today. Do you guys happen to know what today is? It's National Letter of Intent Day. <laughs> a year ago, Michigan made Jim Harbaugh take a pay cut, cut his pay in half. And he went like this, okay. He wins the Big Ten. Gets his team to the semifinals. Gets shellacked by Georgia. And now he's interviewing for the Vikings job. I tweeted this out. Why do you think Jim Harbaugh is interviewing for an NFL job? Do you guys have any idea? Vaselli, you guys have any idea why Jim Harbaugh wants to get back in the NFL? Tell me why you think he wants to get back in the NFL. I think it's very simple. Here, I'll help you guys out. He's got a better chance of winning a Super Bowl than he does a national title. Okay? He's got a better chance of winning a Super Bowl. He's gotten to the Super Bowl. He knows that Michigan, after getting the shit kicked out of him by Georgia, he has no chance of ever winning a national title coaching a team at Michigan in the Big Ten. He has no chance. That's why Brian Kelly left Notre Dame. After all those years of getting worked by SEC teams in Alabama, he knew his ceiling was the semifinals. They had the political backing. Michigan's got the political backing. You're always going to get that team if it's – one 10, one 10 and one team versus another 10 and one team. You know the media is going to put him in there because it's a beauty contest. But when you have to actually play the fucking game, you're going to get killed. You're going to get killed. He saw that. Dude, I don't care how you recruit at Michigan. You're never going to beat LSU, Alabama, Florida, any of those SEC teams. You're going to get polaxed. You're going to get the shit kicked out of you. And he knew that. You better go to the NFL, man. My chances of winning a national championship at Michigan are none. By the way, I don't know why the national media and fans think that Michigan's some sort of national power. They're not. Bo Schembechler didn't win a national title, and he finished second one time in 28 years of coaching the team. <laughs> I mean, everyone's like, oh, Michigan is a blue blood, and it's one of the – yeah, back in 1915, they split a title a couple years back. Brady was on the team. Well, he wasn't a quarterback of the team. I think it was Brian Greasy, actually. He'll never win a national title. Alabama would steamroll that team. Their second team would kill Michigan. They ain't going to win no title. So he went like this. Let me go back to He's 44-19-1 in the NFL. It's not like he sucked. 
Okay. Drew Hanson was the quarter. Okay, whoever it was, I don't really follow Michigan football. I was recruited by him. Yeah, they saw my transcripts and they went, I don't know. I went, I doubt it. <laughs> I posted my letter of intent on my Twitter page at Dan Cilio Show. I had two letters of intent that I posted. Oklahoma and Michigan recruited me, and I posted both of them at Dan Cilio Show. Yeah, I told I got something in common with Tom Brady. Two things now. Ready? Okay, he's a Buccaneer alum. I'm a Buccaneer alum. And I got recruited by Michigan. He got recruited and eventually played with Michigan. Anyway, it's all good. So, yeah, I mean, the guy, he's a writing on the wall. He knows he's never going to. So, yeah, and he's interviewing on National Letter of Intent Day. He's out of there. He's going to be the next coach at Minnesota. Come on, man. All right. So let's do this. Big sales, super sleepers. I've got about 11 guys that my friends at the Senior Bowl are telling me to keep an eye on in latter rounds. These are going to be some guys that are going to get an opportunity, probably three down, round three through seven. And these are guys that, if I'm Howie Roseman, what we call value picks. This is like the Jimmy Johnson, and I asked Jimmy about value picks. He said, anytime you can get a player with great skill sets and tests great and his film is good and he's got a high grade on him and you can get him in a ladder round, that's a value pick. Okay? I'm going to start it out, kind of go through positions. I haven't put him in order yet. Here we go. People that Howie Roseman should take a look at. Now, I asked you guys this question. Let me ask you guys this. Do you believe the Philadelphia Eagles will draft a quarterback in this upcoming NFL draft? What round would that be in? What round do you think the Eagles will draft a quarterback in? Where would Howie take... If Howie is set in his ways to build the team through the draft, what round do you think? You don't think he's going to draft a quarterback? I think he is going to draft a quarterback. Vaselli says hopefully not the first. I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to try to find, and I, by the way, if I was a general manager of a football team, I would draft a quarterback in every draft I had. Rico says second or third. Cookies goes five. Brady is six rounder, seven rings. Cookies, I like five. Okay? Five? Hey, Will, people thought Brady was a camper too. They thought Tom Brady a six rounder? They thought he was a camper. Chris, that's high. Three, four. Brian, five. All right. Malik Willis, quarterback. Liberty. Outstanding ability from what I'm being told when it comes to arm strength, athleticism, taking hits. He's a great interviewer. He's kind of raw, though. Again, it's a project here, kind of like Trey Lance a little bit. He's a cheap man's version of Trey Lance. I don't know what that means. These are just some of the evaluations that we're talking about here. 
So this kid, Malik Willis, is opening up a lot of people's eyes. Okay? And, okay, Vaselli says Malik Willis is Jalen Hurts with an arm. Well, bro, you get Jalen Hurts with an arm, then you start, you, you have something. You, you have the building blocks of Josh Allen. There's Lawrence again with garbage Minshew. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Second guy. Damian Pierce, running back, Florida. Don't be shied away by the numbers. Okay, about 574 yards rushing on 100 carries, which roughly comes out to around 5.7 a carry. This guy's almost averaging six yards a carry. And the way Dan Mullen used him in that offense just didn't make any sense. He's a very skillful guy. (laughs) Thanks, Lawrence. He's a very skilled guy, and he's one of the kind of backs that you want today that's versatile in catching the ball out of the backfield, can block. He's great on blitz pickups. This is the key to this guy here, Pierce. He's smart. He knows blitz pickups. It's why he played a lot. They didn't give him the ball, but he was always in there. And that's a key for me. Running backs, one of the reasons that they don't play, it's not because they don't see the hole. It's because they can't pick up blitz coverages. This kid's pretty smart at it. Matt Corral. I'd rather eat at the OK Corral or the Crackle Barrel or whatever the thing is. Matt Corral. Uh, Is that the guy with the small hands? That's Xander's guy, right? Like Trump, small hands. <laughs> What's that guy? Kenny Pickett? Yeah, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Kenny Pickett. Small hands Pickett. You know what they say if you have small hands. Everything looks big in your hand. How you doing? <laughs> Got to keep it a family show. Got to keep it a family show. All right, let me move on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the golden corral that's it <laughs> that's golden corral with small hands man that fork looks big in your hand bro <laughs> hey pick it that fork looks enormous in your hand holy shit dude holy cow that tennis ball looks gigantic in your hand <laughs> all right oh man you guys can lead anybody into a gutter it's my opportunity and responsibility to keep this bitch on its rails. Wait a minute. Maybe that's Xanders. I don't know. Kristen Watson, wide receiver, North Dakota State, North Dakota State. Oh, my God. Every Eagle guy's going, I don't want anybody from that program. Don't ever bring up North Dakota State. I got to sound like a New Englander. Don't ever bring up anybody from North Dakota State in the history of your program, Cilio. I never want to hear you kissing Carson Wentz's ass again. And I don't want to hear the school, North Dakota State. (laughs) Samuel says, North Dakota State is a machine. Yeah, I know. Trey Lance and Carson Wentz. Two-play Trey and big old Carson. How you done? Oh, easy money, man. He's hey he he's he's selling the golden corral man. 
Matt Hatter says Pickett is getting surgery on his hands to extend his fingers. I have no idea where to go with that one. What is he like, Iron Man? <laughs> Just fuck. <laughs> I don't want anybody out of that bitch. North Dakota. Sound like Jim Calhoun. Yeah, Minnesota. Every time I used to get Jim Calhoun, the former Yukon uh, coach on my radio show, he'd always go like this. Yeah, you know, I was in Minnesota the other day. I'm like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, Minnesota. You know, Minneapolis, Minnesota? Oh, yeah. I think I got it. It's like it's like Trump talking about China. Excuse me, Mr. President. You mean China? Yeah, China. No, 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 no. China. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. China. Have you ever been to China? I do a lot of business in China. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> it's China. Got it, Mr. President. <laughs> Kristen Watson, wide out. 52 games, 6'4, 209. People love this kid, man. Another one of these guys that you might want to take in a ladder round is the possession wideout. We keep talking about that all the time. Okay? Matt Corral is way too short. Mike Francesa. <laughs> that guy just hates everybody in life. He does. His producers hate his guts. What are you thinking? Anyway. Okay? Greg Dulkich. Wait a minute. Draft Bama and Georgia players. You ain't going to go wrong there, dude. I'm not going to deny that one. Jeff, you know, I, I crack my wife up sometimes, too. Most of the, my, my wife either goes like this. She's laughing or telling me to go to hell. Thank you. I guess that's a marriage, right? Marriage made in heaven. We've been married 33 years. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being married to Big Seals for 33 years? I done. <laughs> 33 years, big sills. Woo. Oh, man. <laughs> well, mud on. Where am I? Here we go. This is Howie's room now. Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa. This dude is Jordan Malata, 6'7, 350. He is a sleeper. I think he's going to get into the first round when he gets to Indianapolis. But right now, this kid from Northern Iowa is going to skyrocket up the draft boards. He is a fucking beast. And he's a player. He's a player, man. I think he's going to end up getting up there in the draft, maybe first or second round. But that's somebody to take a look at. This kid from Northern Iowa. Okay, whatever happens to Lane Johnson or what have you, man, this kid here is a beast. Max Mitchell is the sleeper guy in this offensive tackle crew here. It's from Louisiana. Athletic tackle, another big kid, can move. They like that in Philadelphia, guys that can get out in the perimeter and get up the field on the second level. This kid, Max Mitchell, could be somebody that they look at him. Steve says Big Sills wants us to trade for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is a cheerleader with pom-poms. Okay? Steve, he's a cheerleader. 
Here's my impression of Baker Mayfield. Ready? Yeah, I know my shoulder was injured. Oh, by the way, I guess Jalen went under the knife today. I'll get to that in a second here. Yes, and um, I know that I have to play better. I know that my teammates are expecting me to play better. I know I owe the fans of Cleveland. I'm going to get on social media for a little bit. And who the fuck are you talking to? I mean, you talk like you need a straight jacket. I, I, I know that I have to be better. Dude, no, no successful guy talks like that in riddles. Who are you talking to? People with confidence don't go out there and go, well, I sucked this year. I didn't have a very good year. My teammates hate my guts. And I whimpered about all my injuries. He didn't cry about him. He whimpered. My shoulder's injured. And, you know, it's kind of, then why are you playing? Well, my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, you know, I, I, I'm ready to play. Hold on. Watch this. I'm ready to play. Well, how's your shoulder? It's great. <laughs> Then why are you in a sling? Oh, yeah, well, you know, it's 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 nothing. It's just playing the game because you have to be a tough guy. Oh, a self-proclaimed tough guy. Anybody who promotes being a self-proclaimed tough guy is usually a wimp. Here he, <laughs> this guy was such a whimpering guy. I was like, I hate that guy. I do. I, I hate how he handles himself. Shut the fuck up. Go play. Nobody cares about all your injuries, dude. Look at Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is getting surgery. He's going to be ready for, like, the off-season conditioning. You hear him crying about nothing. Again, part of the reason we love the kid. We love the guy. Yeah, you know, I know I got to play bad. Really? What gave that away? Your underwater record this year and your shit performances all season? Really, what gave that away? Oh, I know, the obvious. <laughs> Dank's like, Le hey, no, no, Dank, I got it. Leave my boy Baker alone. You know, we can't handle criticism. You know, him and Carson are pen pals. Oh, not a shocker. Hey, Carson, are they treating you like shit in Indy? Yeah, like Philly. Well, how are they treating you in Cleveland? Well, they're, they're saying bad things about me, too. So these two guys go back and forth on a group text with all the whiners. Yeah, they treat me like shit, too. <laughs> you know, I'm collecting my $18 million, and, you know, <laughs> must be a real tough crew in Indy. <laughs> you, know, you, you know that tough fan base. I get Cleveland. You, you, you know that overly excited Colts crowd. <laughs> Hey, Birdman. Whoa, whoa, see what Birdman just says? I love when Seal's making stories to himself. Hoss, for 33 years, I sat in a room that was padded. Okay? Padded. No windows. The only thing I didn't have on was a straitjacket. What the hell do you think I was doing? I was in a, I was in a psychiatric ward for 20-some-odd, for, for 33 years. Man. I'm in a psychiatric ward. There's no windows in here. Holy shit. Where's the door? <laughs> is there a door? Is there a door? Help me out. Where's my producer? Uh, there he is. Only difference here is my producer talks shit to me. It's all good. 
that I have a nurse. Yeah, Nurse Ratchet. <laughs> Andrew says you're a terrible person, Dan Cilio. A terrible person. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. No way. People in Philly? What do you think? I'm Josh Innes. That bugs me. How dare you call me that? What do you know? I sit here all day long, three to seven, talk. Uh, stop moaning, guy. That's why you lost your gig. <laughs> Look at me, man. I'm talking like I hit the sauce today or something. Let's see. Number six. <laughs> Silly Hills, your eyes go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Terrible. No, no, no. Thank. It's not terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> nice, Joy. Lawrence. Joy's on your mind. Okay, I'm starting to concern myself, man. I, I, I You know what, man? Hey, you know? Eh, I don't know. Lawrence's got Joy on his mind, you know? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, hey, whatever. if you ever meet Lawrence in public, don't shake his hand. I don't know. <laughs> don't shake his hand i don't know you know that joy was really great okay i know yeah she's really smoking really duh <laughs> uh Lord, i can't let my wife wait well wait a minute here what the hell are you talking about you know my wife says my wife sees me screwing around on Twitter or like Facebook. She goes, if they met you in person, they would think you were an asshole. Don't kid yourself. Gee, honey, you don't think anybody would like me? No. No, I don't. <laughs> no. You mean nobody likes me? Sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> nobody likes me? Nobody likes Big Sills? What do you mean nobody likes me? I sound like Baker Mayfield now. What do you mean nobody likes me? Really? Oh, my God. You mean I'm in this world by myself? Baker Mayfield? <laughs> He's such a gimp. All right. Cole Strange. OG Chattanooga, as my friend Jim Calhoun would say. This guy's the Division Three dude. Not a very big program, but he's a very big dude. They like these OTs, and they like these guards. Especially if we're talking about retooling that offensive line a little bit. Twitching? That's when someone starts talking shit on big sales. <laughs> hey, Eric Osilio is an acquired taste. That's my mantra, Eric, because you know why? I love the word unique. I think in some realms it's called I think it's code for asshole. <laughs> That's what I think unique is. Okay? Silson is a, is an acquired taste. Yeah, so is Louis the 16th, right? Right? So is black label blue. Huh? Right? Right? Someone would say so is Seagram, Silio. <laughs> Hey guys, please thank you, Rico. Please hit the please hit the like button, guys. I appreciate it. Are you guys paying attention to me here? Because if not, it... 
This guy keeps pushing me, Golden Corral. Okay? <laughs> this guy keeps pushing to me, Golden Corral. Oh, we could go back to talking racism if you want. No? All right. <laughs> the NFL's racist. Really? Okay, great. Thank you. It's wonderful to report the obvious. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you listening? Sills, best alignment you ever faced and why. Thank you, Eric. Okay, I'll tell you. I don't have a pick. Wait a minute. This guy was pretty good here, too. See that guy, Kevin Glover? See Big Seals playing against Kevin Glover or Lions? He's pretty good, too. I did not say golden showers. So the guy I played against my rookie year, his name is Ray Donaldson. 6'5". I think he played at Georgia. And 325, another 500-pound bencher, could totally move. And he blocked for Dickerson. And I said, well, I don't give a shit, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just as strong and I'm faster than the guy. He ain't pushing me off the ball, right? So this guy comes to the line of scrimmage, and he does something I'd never seen because I never played nose guard before in my life. Nose guards are for slugs. Big Sills likes being on TV. Get up the field, make a play. I ain't done. Okay, I like my name being called out. Look at Big Sills rocking it in the backfield. How you doing? Shake that shit, man. I, I don't like being, let's just block here, hold on to the guy and, you know, make one tackle a game. That wasn't my game. So they turned me into that guy in Tampa. I hated it. So I'm playing nose, so get this. Ready? So Ray Donaldson does this. He does a head fake on me. I fall flat on my face. He's up on the linebacker kicking people's asses. I said, shit, what was that? So I, I back, because I like to usually crowd you. So I back up off the ball. I said, well, shit, I'm going to need to read this guy. No way. This fucker head faked me the whole game. Now, I had my biggest hit in NFL history. I knocked Eric Dickerson out of the game. Now, it sounds sexier than it is. He did go for 197 in the game. <laughs> but I did knock him out of the game. Helmet went everywhere, chin strap. Edie and I are friends, man. I love the guy. But he's shaking this shit, man, and he's doing all this. Well, I played him the next year, and I was ready for him. And, man, I had eight tackles on him. I had a sack, and he's like, you got that head fake down? I said, yeah, man, you schooled me last year, man. I had never seen any shit like that. He was strong, physical, and I'll tell you something. If you stood up on him and you started cheating and peeking in the backfield, he'll break your back. Like, he'll tip your ass over. Bruce Matthews was spectacular, too, man. He was quick, long arms. I played against another guy named Don Mosbar, too. Don, man, I'll tell you what, had no strength to him. But long arms, technique out the ass, man. He was great. He was just great. I played against another guy named Dean Steincooler. He wasn't bad. Another guy who was really good was Mike Munchak. Mike could get off the ball, man. If that dude was in your chest... Your shit's in trouble because he could tear a jersey off your fit. That guy had some strong-ass hands, so you had to swat that shit out of there, get him off you, man. That fucker can move too, man. He was a good football player. 
And get this, Munchak was on the same line with Bruce Matthews. And then two dudes rolling off the hill, man. That was a tough th- <laughs> Hey, man, if you're not low and you're not in that room and you're not in that phone booth, some of you probably don't even know what a phone booth is. You're not in that phone booth, they'll fuck you up, man. They will. I'm going to finish my list. I know you're not paying attention, but you should because I'm edumacating you here. All right. Guys, please do me a favor. Hit the like button. Look, on a day when we need some laughter, I know some of you probably thought we were going to do some racist show like everyone else did. That ain't happening here. We like to inspire and have fun here where all the masses come together. If you're looking for that shit, you can go cry somewhere else or go over to those fortune cookie places. Like I said, I'd rather trust a fortune cookie than CNN or Fox News. Okay? Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Dan Silio National Football Show. James goes. 
I don't want to talk politics, then rants on the subject. What, what, what rant? You want to rant? Go watch my Canes football rant. That's a rant. Two seconds. See, there's an example. James takes two seconds of what I said and calls it a rant. Hey, hey, I just found something out here. Holy shit. Hold on for a minute here, okay? <laughs> hey, Xander says that Kane's rant is the best rant of all time. Oh, I did that live on the air. Joy was, oh my God, Joy was my producer. Joy put that together, come to think of it. Hey, Joy put that together. We'll play it one day. We will. We'll play it one day. Joy put that together, that rant, Xander. Oh, yeah, she did. That's right. Over 200,000 views on that bitch, too. It's played in it's played in Miami all the time. It's played in Boston. Believe it or not, I don't know why they play it. They love it in Boston. Anyway, I um, I got something to tell you guys. I've got a little birdie inside the Eagles organization now. So I get a text last night. Big Sills. I do, man. I don't recognize the Alabama number. I go like this. I go, okay, who is this? Who do you, okay, I'm going to give you some hints. Birdman, check it out. I think you're going to like this. Don't tell anybody. Couple of hints. I played football with you. So immediately I thought he was a hurricane or a Maryland Terrapin or a buck or a lion or cowboy. I threw those out. He goes, no. I said, okay, did you play in Canada with me? No. Did you play in the arena league with me? No. Uh, narrowed it down to one. So did you play in the world league with me? Yep. I was like, intriguing. I go, okay, so we're playing all these guessing games. What are you doing right now? He goes like this. I'm coaching the Eagles on the coaching staff for Nick Sirianni. The plot thickens. So, of course, Big Seals has a computer. I'm not going to sit around and dick around here. I pull up the Eagles coaching staff. I'm thumbing through it. There's a couple names I recognize. I go, I didn't play with that guy. Then it gets down to Tracy Rocker. Tracy is an Auburn legend. Okay? He's an Auburn legend. He played with me with the Orlando Thunder. He was like the number one player taken in the World League draft. I ended up beating him out. Tracy had a bad wheel. He got hurt in Washington. So he's like, yeah, I'm coaching. I'm the D-line coach for the Eagles. I said, holy shit. What's it like in that room? He goes like this. It's awesome. I said, so I text Sirianni. He goes, yeah, he's my D-line coach. I said, Tracy and I are boys. 
He goes, well, I'm going to have to keep that in mind now. The D-line coach in Pittsburgh is Carl Dunbar. He played with me also in um, in the World League. And Alfredo Roberts is the tight end coach in Pittsburgh. And he played with me at the University of Miami. So I got boy the, the uh, brand-new offensive coordinator in Buffalo's Ken Dorsey. And Ken Dorsey is Miami Hurricane. We're boys. The head coach of the Colts. So when people go, Big Sills, who the fuck are your sources? Well, I guess it's just, you know. You know, it's just, just, yeah. Tracy Rocker won the Lombardi Trophy and Outland Trophy as a defensive lineman. I think he was taken in the second round by Washington, if I'm not mistaken. D-line coach, Tracy Rocker. Yeah, man. So I go like this. I go, what's going on? (laughs) I go, hey, what's going on? Make sure you tell your boy too, man. I've been trying to get his ass on the show. So now Frank Reich and you break his stones. I'm trying to get his ass on. And he's like, yeah, man. I said, well, can you come on the program? He goes, when do you want me? I said, well, you know, I'd like to get you on here anytime you want to get on. He goes, let me get, let me put some. Space on the season here, and I'll come on. Yeah, Birdman, I'm going to get Tracy Rocker on, man. So I'd start texting him. Hey, what are you going to do with Fletcher? <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> what are you guys going to do? How's that working for that dickhead Jonathan Gant? I didn't say that. I am kidding. I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't put him in that position. Yeah, man. <laughs> Who does Tracy like in the draft? How you doing? Now you're getting it. Yeah, now you're getting it. Right. <laughs> Paul, that's exactly right. I look down. I get a text out of nowhere. Hey, Sills, what's up? See an Alabama prefix, and I'm like, Alabama? Sorry, Xander. Not many friends. Hey, my recruiting trip. Or not my recruiting trip. I was a young kid in high school. And Coach Bryant was recruiting me, okay? Coach Bryant's recruiting me to go to Alabama. And, and I, hey, Diane, Bear Bryant, Alabama. Coach, I know. Yeah, I know who you are. Well, I'd like to see if you'd like to come down here to Tuscaloosa, see if you'd like to take a trip down here. I'm like, I don't know, coach. You know, I don't want to play away from my family and such. And, you know, he goes, well, you know, we got a fine program. I go, coach, I know about Alabama. It's all good. You know, it's Southeastern Conference and everything. He's recruiting me. I, I, By the way, I have the postcard. I showed Bruce Arians because Bruce coached with him. And I saved it. I got that, I've, I, I've got that card that Coach Bryant sent me. And I'll tell you what he said to me. It's really awesome. And and, and Coach Bryant's like, what you, and I go, Coach, you know, he called me back. My grand, I go, my grandpa goes like this. I don't know how many Italians are there in Tuscaloosa. Well, we 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 got Little Italy down here in uh, Tuscaloosa. It's a restaurant. And I go like this to him. So you you got an Italian restaurant named Little Italy in Tuscaloosa. He's like, yeah, hell, pasta's awesome. I go, what's the cook's name? He goes, Johnny Yee. I said, so you got a Chinese guy cooking your Italian. 
I was like this. Uh, coach, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I, I, I went, I don't know, coach. I, I, <laughs> I go, have you ever had any Italians on your team? Johnny Musso. Johnny Musso was on our team. Like, man, I don't know. <laughs> coach, I'm, uh, I think I'm a, hey, Matt Hatter, man. I was like, man, Johnny Yee's your cook at Little Italy. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't say no to the guy. Hey, man, Andrew, I couldn't say no to Coach Bryant. You kidding me, man? I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, I don't know. So I chose to go to Maryland because Randy White. And he sent me a postcard. He goes, hey, Dan, congratulations on your decision, and I'll see you on Sundays. And I was like, damn. Grandfather looked over at me, goes, hey, I told you this guy here, man, Bear Bryant. He would leave. That was my sophomore year. I think he left my junior year. Coach Bryant's final year, I think was 81. Um, I, I think that would, I think that would, yeah, I think 80, 81, something like that. I was finishing up high school then. No, it may have been my sophomore year. Something like that. Yeah. He was like this, man. He's like, yeah, it was Bob Yee. Is the or whatever the guy's name? He's the cook. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's working for me. Then guess what? I'd end up getting coached by Ray Perkins, the guy that would take over for Coach Bryant at Alabama. And he and I didn't see eye to eye, but all the way up until his death a year ago, we became friends and I really love Coach Bryant. Or and and Ray Perkins, Dabo Sweeney knew all those guys too because he's a Bama guy. So those guys, man, we're all good, man. All good. All right, I got to finish this up. I got to take a time out of here. Please, guys, hit that hit that like button. We'll get back to this here. Still sleep, super sleepers for the Eagles. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Cilio. Matt Hatter, Randy White was my high school idol along with Leroy Selman. I wore 54 in high school because of Randy White. Okay. And when I got, it's why I chose Maryland. Okay. Hey, please hit the like button like you guys are saying. Yeah, man, I went to Maryland because of him. He recruited me for Maryland. Jerry Claiborne had just left. I think he took the Kentucky job, Matt Hatter. Okay. I think he had just taken the Kentucky job. And I think it was Kentucky. He left Maryland for Kentucky. And I know Jerry Claiborne coached on Coach Bryant's coaching staff too at Alabama. And I think he went to Kentucky. And that's when Bobby Ross got the job. They continued to recruit me. And so I went to Maryland because of Randy White. Then I realized, I was like, I hate this guy. Not Coach, not coach uh, Ross, but there was a D-line coach, he and I, man. Oh, my God. Denny Murphy, man. He and I did not see eye to eye from day one. Holy shit. And by the way, I, you, hey, I tweeted this out. I still to this day own the rookie or freshman bench press record at Maryland. I went in there and I did 415 as a freshman. So my name's on the wall in two places, or maybe three. Some some outhouse somewhere, too, probably. But um, three places. Maryland, I, I have the rookie record, 415. And at University of Miami, I did 535 for the defensive tackles. Then that thing's like 35 years old, too, that record. 33 years old, so matter whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, I love Randy White, man. I, then one of the reasons I went to the Cowboys, because Randy was still there. Yeah. Oh, Wick, a guy by the name of Coach Costello who trained Skeets Nehemiah, Ronaldo Nehemiah, was our strength and conditioning coach. He was spectacular. Xander, during the boring offseason, we want a story of Sill's journey to the NFL. Eric, how dare you say boring? There's nothing ever boring about this show. You think this show goes sideways? That's for other shitty shows. What are you going to talk about? I got nothing. <laughs> Dana knows what I'm talking about. I got nothing. I always had sudden. <laughs> Easy money. Golden Corral again. Hey. Hey, Shakur goes, how much can you press now, Sills? Um, probably five cheesesteaks. You know? Okay. Three Coronas. Okay. I couldn't jump over a nickel right now. Eric's like the fucking show sucks. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Your, your love just exudes on how much the show sucks. Thank you so much. Yeah. I could probably jump over like three Gino hoagies, something like that. I could probably jump over them fuckers, man. Bench pressing? Uh-uh. I don't get paid anymore. Three wives? Uh-uh. Big Seals don't get married like that. No, no, no. 
I hang with the same chick, even if she hates my freaking guts. <laughs> I don't do that. Uh uh. Like, hey, if I ever divorced my wife, I'd have to kill her. <laughs> she and she the same with me. She knows too much dirt on me. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, she just knows. My wife goes like this. Get this. Here's here's so you know. So somebody's delivering groceries to our house the other day. Guy comes in and my wife goes like this. She goes, yeah, I have to see your age because I got some beer delivered to the house. And um, uh, my wife goes like this. Yeah, if I was 21, I'd never be married. I was like, <laughs> well, she asked the age. And I was like, okay, you uh <laughs> Miss Joy got you beat. Andrew, and you guys, will you stop talking about Joy? <laughs> oh man. No, Sydney. Sopranos were set in New Jersey. Finish my list. God dang it. Thank God. You would think my producer would help me out, but he's not. Holy cow, what the hell are you doing back there? Oh, I know. Working on music. Hey, what the hell is that list? There it is. Jesus, Cromedy, you would way to produce the show for me, James. Thank you, brother. Ugh. Let's get this. <laughs> I'm sick of him too. <laughs> yeah, number seven. Neil Farrell, DT, LSU. 48 games, 6'4", 235. Another guy to look at in rounds three through five. Dominique Robinson, edge rusher, Miami of Ohio, 6'4". 13 TFLs. This kid's a good-looking football player. Remember something? Jason Taylor came out of the MAC. Ben Roethlisberger came out of the MAC. Okay? Steve. Xander's a busy man. There's only one thing that he has on his mind right now. It's big sales. Okay. Smoke show. James, I think you're trying to get to it. Poor Joy. Poor Joy. <laughs> yeah, hey. It shows you how impressed he is with my show. Right, Chris? Okay. He's playing Call of Duty while I'm doing my show. Uh, Xander put some long days in. I don't care. Hey, Cassius Farrell's really a nice, good-looking football player, isn't he, at LSU? I think he is, too. Great feet, too, man. Coach Ogeron, I was talking to him last night about him. He thinks he's a pretty good-looking football player. Here's somebody, too. And, again, here's a linebacker. He's from Montana State, and it's Troy Anderson. This kid's pretty good, 137 tackles. Take a look at this kid, Montana State. Um, if they're not going to draft a kid in the top two or three rounds, got to try to get some linebacker help in ladder rounds, four, five, and six. These are all guys that are going to roll in four, five, and six. This kid, Mario Goodrich, is going to be a good-looking player. He played at Clemson. I loved him. Clemson's defense struggled a little bit, okay? They struggled a tad this year. Early on, I thought they got better late. You know, You know what's funny about Clemson? People go like this, well, Clemson had a down year. Yeah, 10-3 and three is the down year at Clemson. That shows you where that program is right now. Kirby Joseph, safety, Illinois. He made some plays, man. And he was coached by Lovey Smith. 
at one time. He was recruited by Lovey. I know there's a new guy in there now. I think it's Bienemy. Is that it? What's the guy's name? Bienemy, the kid from the guy from Wisconsin's now the head coach of Illinois, and he's a pretty good football player. And he's a good-looking kid too. So this Kirby Joseph guy could be somebody they look at four, five, and six somewhere in there. So big sale, super sleepers. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Devin Lloyd is a specimen. These are guys you're talking about premium guys now, one, two, and three. I'm talking about guys three, four, five, and six somewhere in there. I don't know where they're going to be categorized because obviously you start to go after round two, you start to do best player available. Okay. Big Chris says, Xander set the record for producing seniors. Seniors who? Seniors who? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. Easy money. I'll tell you one thing I love about you, bro. You're consistent. Golden Corral, man, your boy in it. Young Russell Wilson. Telling you, he's a young Russell Wilson. So I have to get Eagle fans and their opinion on this. Ready? The Washington Commanders. I'm going to do it again. The Washington Commanders will take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Live from FedEx. No heat. I'll try it one more time. Today, NFL on Fox. The Washington Commanders invade Lincoln Financial to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Smile says, peace. I'm out. <laughs> Shakur goes terrible now. Just... The Washington Gimps. I like it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's enough of this bullshit here. Sorry, fellas. I just woke up. Insult. See, wait a minute here. I'm going to show you what a true pro does. Unlike Baker Mayfield. You see that shitty comment by Xander? Posted, Xander. Okay? This is how Baker, this is how Baker reacts to it. Huh? Did he talk really horrible about me? I know more radio than you'll ever know. <laughs> This is how a pro handles it. Xander who? <laughs> Xander who? <laughs> oh, easy money, man. You're like my wife. Very consistent and hounding. <laughs> The Washington Strip shows. Way to go, D-Train. Way to at least set me into a good a good room there with that. Oh, man. <laughs> Andrew, right? <laughs> ah, 
That's funny shit, man. Hey, guys, you guys were once again just really awesome. John Kincaid was awesome. I want to thank you guys. Please hit the like button for me. Just really awesome. You guys are making this bad bitch grow into something really special for all of us. We really appreciate it. It's a privilege to talk to you each and every single day. Thank you so much. John Kincaid was in the first hour. If you missed it, go back and watch it. Share it. Tell people about the show, too. Hit the like button. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. We'll see you on the flip side.